welcome to episode 40 of the MTG Conflicts cast. My name is Steven. I'm joined by my co-hosts, John. Hey. And Chris. Hey. And in today's episode, we'll be talking about Star City Games Worcester. But let's kick things off with our weekly roundup where we talk about what decks we piloted and what decks we played against this past week. Chris, let's start with you. Well, I said that I was going to be playing Jace the Vine Sculptor because I purchased one with my Stuart credit. And I did. I did play a Jace the Vine Sculptor deck. I played a very similar list to what John played a couple weeks ago, the blue-red thing in the ice blue moon deck. Um, with two copies of Jason Mind Sculptor, and I have to say that that deck was probably the worst deck I've ever played. <laughs> I was able to go uh, the perfect zero four. Yeah, worse than evening. just Geist of Healy. Yes, impossible. Yes, that the, deck the plays deck, real cards. I have not played a deck that felt as bad as Just Geist of Healy since Just Geist of Healy. Until now, I find that hard to believe. So. This deck felt like just a worse Swans deck. Wow, that's pretty it, bad. It was like a Blue Moon deck that lost to Fatal Push, and that just felt really, really terrible. <laughs> I got destroyed just... by Traverse Jund in round one, because partially because I'm an idiot. Who's still oh, playing okay. Traverse Jund? And I thought that uh, for some reason I had two blue sources post-Moon, and I did not. So I couldn't actually play Moon into Jace. Because he only had one blue source, so I was like, huh, that's awkward. An opponent just happened to, like, rip Bedlam Revelers. Like, running Bedlam Revelers. I was like, oh. That's pretty good. And I died. Yourself. And then game two, I just got destroyed. Um, you know, a little bit of a little bit of Inquisition, a little bit of big Tarmogoofies. I'm gonna play my thing to like try and stabilize like Fatal Push, get that shit out of here. And it was really bad. I also got paddled by Just Sky. Um It turns out Blue Red is not very well equipped to mono Geist of Saint Traps. Mm, this guy hey. had so many Geist of Saint Traps, I have no idea. Every single time I answered one, you're just like, okay, main phase two, play another one. <laughs> and it was really tilting. Because even if you just like try to stabilize against them, you get hit by angels a million times. It's like, oh, finally, I've gotten rid of the guys. He's like, okay, bolt you, bolt you, you're dead. That was really cool. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, Chris. Thing in the ice blocks guys just fine. Uh huh. Um, stonewalls it it was even more tilting was uh i was like ambush vipering trade with his geists right and then he had a moorland haunt and just turned it into a 1-1 sphere that like continued to attack me i was like ah the stupid flying tokens just don't stop (laughs) Uh, wow moorland haunt is really hard for control decks to beat and we'll be getting into that later Um, the last round I played against our good friend Eldrazi Stompy, and game one, he got destroyed. He he triumphantly played his turn one Chalice of the Void, which I kind of shrugged, played turn two Thing in the Ice, turn three, abrade your Chalice, play a cantrip, play a cantrip, play a cantrip, return all your shitty creatures to your hand, slap you for seven, 
It was great. It was glorious. The deck did the only thing it's supposed to do for the only time the entire evening, and it felt great. Uh, the other two games, I got incredibly savagely destroyed. Opponent molded to, like, I don't know, some low number of cards, and then just went, like, double temple, TKS, 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 and that was that was the game. Uh, Correct, man. Yeah, so that was cool. That's the first time I've gone 0-4 in as long as I can remember. I don't think I even went. I didn't even go zero four with the Sahili deck. Just saying, uh, Oath of Nissa better than Thing in the Ice confirmed. <laughs> uh, uh, that's pretty funny. Anyway, John, what about what did you play? Uh, I played Just Guy. I'm just like you guys now. I play the same deck every week. Look at that. <laughs> uh, I went four zero. Uh, it was a nice change of pace after my paddling I received last week. Um, deck felt really good i've been doing really well online i've got a like 71 point something percent win rate online with the deck right now which is pretty encouraging considering i went into gp seattle with a like 58 point something percent win rate with delver and was pretty happy about that <laughs> so um see if we can convert i'm a little unsure still because my my sideboard is still a little different than like what everyone else is doing i'm playing spell callers and apparently just no one else is. I feel like that's so. the right play, though, right? Like, I against these, like, super hyper-aggressive decks. I kind of laid out my matchups and, like, whether I thought they were good matchups or bad matchups and whether I wanted Spellcaller or not, and then how many matchups I wanted Spellcaller and Supreme Verdict. Mm-hmm. And it looked fine. Like, I was pretty happy. I'm pretty happy with where my list is against Tron. Um, I'm running the two negates in the sideboard and a dispel instead of two dispels and a negate. And then I've got these um, these spell callers and I'm playing Damping Sphere, which is way better than Stony Silence against Tron, I feel like. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good against my Tron matchup as far as like chess guy can ever be against Tron, right? Um, I haven't lost to it on Moto yet. But I've only played it twice, so that's the other thing, is on Moto, I've played against, like, 58, 57, some high number percent decks that aren't in the top 10 decks of the format. And I've played against Blue-White three times, a couple decks twice, and everything else has been a one-off. So, <laughs> the format is really open right now. Um, but Jeskai feels sweet. It fits my playstyle. I have timed out of three separate matches, though, so... A little worried about that one <laughs> you know i i uh for you said you you that you bring in damping sphere against uh against tron and in my head i was just like why would you bring it in against tron it does nothing it's because i've only ever used one side of the card in infinity and then <laughs> i've i've never really thought about the other side of the card uh gotcha <laughs> i'm like so oh right there's a second part to that so we started the testing. I think Chris was actually with me when this happened. I started the testing with Stony Silence first because I wanted to test both. Mm-hmm. And we played a match against Tron, and they went like land, map, pass. Like they put like Tron piece, map, second turn, second Tron piece, and pass to us. And we had our Stony Silence. <laughs> and you're and like uh... I was like wow they have turn 3 Tron and this Sunny Silence does dick 
nothing absolutely Um, nothing and that was when i decided that the very next league i was taking the stony silences out and putting damping spheres in and uh, i've been pretty happy with those ever since although we did (laughs) beat tron anyway we did win anyway just saying but yeah uh, you don't bring those in against affinity i'm assuming damping sphere i haven't played affinity i played hardened scales affinity last night and i got paddled yeah. Well, I got paddled in one of the games, and I went to time, and I think I could have won game three if I actually had more clock. But yeah. I was playing against a former pro, uh, Jeff Cunningham. I guess he. I was like, looked the guy up because his screen name was just Jeff Cunningham, and he like played on the PT from like '99 to '07 or something, and uh-huh. like, did decently well. And I don't know. It seems like he's probably a significantly better player than I am. So that was tilting. But game two, he had like. Um, he had hardened skills, shaper, Sanctu- shaper sanctuary, and he had evolutionary leap. Wow! And wow! So like killing his guys felt real bad. <laughs> like, because if you like point a bolt at your guy or a path at your guy, and he'd be like, draw a card draw response, card. sack it to leap, guarantee <laughs> hit on another creature. So it was yeah. like, and then if he had anything else in play that we could move counters onto, I was like, getting like what three for one on yeah. every single removal spell and i still dragged that game out for a really long time uh i probably should have scooped sooner i got to wear tear for full value which felt really good yeah get there so worth worth but um i haven't i've only played against the deck like this is my, my third time playing against the deck so all of my decisions were like painfully slow because like waiting through the three kind of like enchantment hate pieces not even hate pieces but like the the hardened skills and the two hate pieces yeah was extremely difficult to pick where to fight and i think i picked mostly correctly but it just took forever to come to those decisions i think in paper i'd have to snap it off a lot faster to have any chance of winning in a reasonable time frame yeah but online i had you know um 25 minutes clock yeah and he was like obviously double queuing or afk ish at the beginning of the match like game one he was really slow so i was way up on clock and Mm -hmm. i just like passed him up in game two (laughs) i I went from thinking oh i got plenty of time to oh my god i'm way behind on clock and yeah the game ended he had like three minutes on clock and i just timed out bummer yeah but uh but yeah jessica feels super sweet i played a tiny bit of high tide at fnm and got to uh paddle on death and taxes which was pretty sweet uh, that's not a favorable matchup is it it's not that bad uh i mean sometimes really? you just get dumpstered but i feel yeah. like you're your favorite overall teferi's okay. realm is a hell of a sideboard card yeah by the way yeah also but it's also bugged on moto it is <laughs> not entirely sure how it works but you just, just get stuff and you just get best. stuck in this like looping menu option list but then you get to play for free again yeah like do you want to phase these out yes or no it doesn't seem like your decisions actually matter it just loops for a while loops loop, eventually loop, it, loop. it phased out his creatures which is what i wanted so i was happy <laughs> got That's to funny. move on with my life <laughs> but yeah uh how about you steven what was your uh week in magic so my week in magic um i'll just i'll just talk about worcester now because it's not that exciting i'd rather talk about the top decks um so i went my team went uh one four um better record we, than chris <laughs> <laughs> not really <laughs> so uh match one i got paired up against slivers uh 
Oh, nice. Which isn't a very favorable matchup for me. This is in <gasps> modern? Yeah, this is in modern. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Uh, so game one, I just, like, beat him to a pulp, which is super expected. Uh, game two, he goes, like, harmonic sliver and siphon sliver, and <sighs> I just... <sighs> oh, baby. Harmonic Lose. slivers for days. Lose. Uh, and then game three, we came to a huge board stall, which I could have won because he didn't have any flyers, and I had some ornithopters. He was at five life, and he had a siphon sliver in play, but he wasn't attacking because I had two edge champions in play. But he had like five creatures, and if at any point he started, he he decided he needed to, he wanted to attack, he would very much be uh, in the lead because I'd have to block with those ornithopters, and then I'd I'd be losing because he'd gain life because he's swinging in with her. So so like. Not saying that my opponent was, like, a really bad player, but he just didn't understand that I only have those four creatures, and I'm only drawing lands, therefore his five creatures outclass my four creatures, even if I have Edge Champion in play. Simple geometry. Um, <laughs> but we, we sat there, and then he had he could have had the game, like, as early as turn eight, turn nine, but we sat there until, like, turn 21, turn 22, to the point where he was making three slivers off of Sliver Hive each turn. Um, and so every time he'd make a new sl- Oh, and he had his Harmonic Sliver, and he wasn't triggering Harmonic Sliver every time he played another sliver. And I was just sitting there like, okay, you made a new sliver. Anything else? No? Pass? Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> And I was just excellent. like, excellent. All I, all I need is a, is a cranial plating, and I win this game. Cranial plating, Artburn Avenger, come on, can we get there? And unfortunately, I never never got to it. You know, they say <laughs> justice is blind, and it must be because it couldn't find you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, round two, I got paired up against uh, Jund. Ooh, nice. Yeah, uh, also not a very favorable matchup, and um, I ended up losing to a misplay on my end. I sacrificed the wrong permanence, and then... So I ended up having, like, a, a board of one Signal Pest, an Arc Baron Revenger with four counters, and a Manland, uh, a Blink Moth Nexus, and he was at five life, so I very much had the win in sight. But, uh, and this is something that we had, we had thought about after that match, um... He basically had, absolutely had to draw Ancient Grudge to win the game. Because Colagon's Command doesn't win him the game. Any type of single card removal spell doesn't win him the game. It had to be a, a remove two creatures off the board spell. Because I was also enough life total to uh, take another hit from his two Tarmogoyfs. Uh, and he ripped, he ripped Ancient, Grudge, Ancient Grudge and that was... That was about it, um, and I, I lost. And match three, I got paired up against um, Jeskai. Also, not a very favorable matchup, but I did ended up uh, I did end up squeaking out the match because uh, Affinity just has like stupid net draw sometimes, and that's how it goes. Um, sweet turns where you get to draw, where you get to play. Uh, five cards off of a seven card hand and then draw two more cards so you sometimes. essentially start the game with uh nine cards in hand which is great sometimes your opponent does not draw a supreme verdict 
sometimes they don't even live long enough to cast it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes they don't pat- make it past turn three. <laughs> um, so that was cool. Tragic. And then game three, I couldn't finish because my, both of my teammates lost. I was against a. It was against a red, green Eldrazi list, but no, Bant Naya Eldrazi. It played white for the blinker Eldrazi displacer. Bant Eldrazi. No, Naya, uh, Naya. 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 Oh, I see. <clears throat> yeah, so they played Spaghetti red green. They played red green, but then they just added white for the displacer. And I had that game in sight, but couldn't finish. Um, and then game four, I played against Coco, and they just go turn two combo piece, and I'm like, yep, I have no disruption for that card. Game or turn turn uh three combo piece and i'm like you have infinite mana do you have the combo and he's like uh death squad recruiter <laughs> i'm like okay let's go to game two <laughs> and the same thing happened in uh game game two and uh yeah just i literally had zero ways to interact nice um <clears throat> and then besides that i've been playing i've been brewing some teamer stuff in standard uh i have this teamer control list in 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 the works and then I also have this Teamer Lands list in a, in the works, and I've been enjoying playing those games, uh, which I'll talk about those more when we get to the slot of the week. Uh, Ooh, John, do you see any 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 cool cool decks? Yeah, so we're gonna go over the Moto uh, Comp League results for Modern later, but um, one of the decks that caught my eye that went five and two is a grixis control list that's playing one main deck nickel bolus the ravager <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that's uh that's spicy i'm uh i'm excited grixis dragon grixis dragon mm. yeah maybe we should build grixis dragons get these weak ass tassigers out of here <laughs> oh we could play bogard and hellkite oh yeah don't need these uh these logic dodge just put some solemngar scorns in mm. strictly mm. better Mm. Amen. <laughs> you know when uh when nickel bolus flips he's not a dragon anymore no he's not <laughs> on the other hand when nickel bolus flips you probably, probably win a dragon you probably, <laughs> probably gonna win the game do not require any more dragons so yeah that's a thing <laughs> but yeah this deck is sweet um uh it's just like a you know it's a, a grixis control deck but it's got a it's got nickel bolus in it so that's cool four mana four four that uh flies makes you discard a card flips into a, a beastly ass planeswalker what's not to like aside from that you know seven mana activation seven cost mana sorcery <laughs> speed yeah. can you imagine uh, if you could just like end step make a nuka bowls that'd be uh that'd be pretty gross yeah so uh that's that's the thing uh so that was my uh my cool deck i saw <laughs> chris do you see anything uh, no, all decks where I saw were terrible, including mine. <laughs> most, Especially uh, mostly mine. yours, yeah. Uh, my my cool deck is is a Sliver's deck that I saw. It was uh, pretty sweet. Oh, he also that the, did you know there's a Sliver that says uh, each Sliver gets gets the the text added pay three sacrifice this creature yeah. and and Necrotic destroy sliver. destroy target permanent. Yeah, your Slivers are now vindicates. Yeah, vindicate Sliver. It's a, it's a household staple. How do you not know about Vindicate Sliver? I, okay, I've played against Slivers uh, uh, like a t- an actual total times of three now. So 
I've only played against a two. Yourself, she two yourself before lucky that day. <laughs> that uh, only one out of the three times you got Necrotic Slivered. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, yeah. Wow. I wow. mean, to be honest, Harmonic Sliver is probably better against you. It is. It is much better. But when all your slivers also tap for mana. Yeah, it's be good. Be good. Huh. Hmm. Okay. I'll just lose. That's fine. I mean, I guess Harmonic Sliver and uh, Necrotic Sliver are almost the same card in the matchup. Yeah, basically. Yeah, essentially. Uh, by the way, just want to let you know, Chris, that uh, the guy I got the uh, the blue red moon list from has been uh, crushing shit on Moto all weekend long. That is impossible, and I refuse to do that. <laughs> so, uh, just want you to know that it is clearly the pilot, not the deck. <laughs> that is a pile of garbage. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Anyway, let's move on to taking a look at uh, Star City Games Open Worcester. Team open. Um, team open, where um, Jeskai Control in Modern, Red Black Aggro in Standard, and Storm in Legacy took the tournament. I just want to talk real quick about that excellent uh, finals match we had. Uh, me and the rest of chat were super excited that at the uh, end of this Titanic build-up to the event, they decided that they should put the Standard Black Red Aggro, aggro Mirror on. That was definitely a a quality production choice. I'm very <laughs> glad they made it. Uh, on the plus side, one of the guys got straight murdered in two games. So we got to move on to a real format very quickly afterwards. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably not fair to say about standard, but I don't think anyone wanted to watch the red black aggro mirror at the end of the day. Yeah, when... I feel like I feel like they either thought it was going to be very grindy or very quick. So either way, people were going to get a show. Yeah, I mean, the other options were Jeskai Control versus Storm. Storm. And Modern, Storm. Or Storm versus Rug Delver <laughs> in Legacy, which are both very interactive, interesting matchups fraught with tight decisions ah, yes. and, and uh, a lot of a lot of tension. Whereas the, the black-red matchup was like, who can curve out harder? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he chain whirled on turn three, and he didn't? Uh, Guess who oh, won? He... <laughs> With the Soulscar Major play, yep, he wins. Uh, Goddamn. All those one-twos are, are zero-ones now, yep, he's he's going to win. I haven't seen Twitch chat Riot that hard in a while. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, John, let's uh, let's talk about this legacy, this legacy top eight. Yeah, yeah. These it's, top uh, eight legacy decks. Man, there's some uh, there's some good matches, man. Uh, we got to watch. I think it was in the semis. Bryant Cook versus Bob Wong. Uh, I don't know if there are two players whose seventy fives have been copied wholesale in the history of recent legacy. Uh, Bob Wong's Delver list was the Delver list. Uh, uh -huh. Everyone just played his 75 for a while and Bryant <laughs> Cook literally runs the website for Tess that's funny that's <laughs> hilarious uh, his deck is also gorgeous it's like all foil and all signed I believe uh, and it's purdy <laughs> it's real purdy but um Sweet. so in first place we had Storm uh, but it is the Tess variety not the Ant variety the difference mm -hmm. being uh Tess plays a lot more fast mana in the form of Chromox and Rite of Flame. Uh, mm -hmm. It is more of an all-in deck that relies on Empty the Warrens wins a lot more than Tendrils of Agony wins, unlike Ant, which plays 
want more like a control deck a lot of the time. Uh, waits longer to go off, sculpts its draws, disrupts its opponent very heavily, and then picks its its point to go off. Whereas uh, Tess kind of just jams it. <laughs> they have some discard, <laughs> but uh, they just go real quick. They go Let's real, do real fast. Um, so uh, Brent Cook piloted uh, that deck all the way to the finals, so congratulations to him. Good job. So far as I can tell, this uh, deck list, it was minus four Gataxian probes plus four Thought Seizes. Um, they also had to take out uh, the Therapies. Why did they take out the therapies? They, he said he added, because uh, people are really bad at naming therapy. Ah. Uh, you people are not as good as I think they are. And this guy I is guess. like a storm, a storm lord, and uh, ah. he decided he was not uh, capable of choosing correctly the majority of the time. So uh, y'all should sit down and introspect a little bit before you decide to play therapy in your storm deck. <laughs> hey, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're not going to name like if your if your name win rate is like under 50 then yeah you should you should so, stop for a minute let me let a quick quick example because he was talking about this in the uh the post uh, tournament interview uh against just rugged Elver, for example against mm-hmm. rugged Elver, cards that you are worried about force of will days fluster storm spell pierce stifle <laughs> it's five yeah, different options there's no way like you gotta be real good to guess and by real good i mean real fucking lucky <laughs> so uh Thoughtseize just cleans all that up real nice like uh takes all the uh the hard thought out of it um and uh just you know you just pay two life and you, you get what you want well you also at that point so so at that point wouldn't i guess you you probably at some point want to hit creatures or a planeswalker or something that isn't just a spell but wouldn't duress in his situation because he's not really caring too much about creatures, be just fine. It's okay. There's three duresses in there too. Yeah, there's three duress. I think he obviously favored uh, the thought seizes, probably because mm-hmm. he wants to be able to take hate creatures in mm-hmm. post board games. That makes sense. Uh, duress cannot take Thalia, Guardian of Thraven, <laughs> and um, a lot of people are probably playing Death and Taxes after this banning. So, uh, yeah, but um, he pretty convincingly beat uh his opponents on camera although uh the last uh the last match for rug uh, versus rug delver was a pretty uh pretty poor pretty weak uh match to have on camera uh the rug delver player kept a wasteland only hand with force of will hoping to not die to the turn one or two combo uh did not draw a land for quite a while um but did draw double surgical extraction and um, after Bryant went off with a small empty, he surgicaled him for ponders, I believe. Took his ponders out of his deck and saw a hand that was like empty, empty discard spell and fired off the second surgical on his empties. <laughs> so they were both basically just sitting there with no gas. Uh, and he drew a land, got down some Delvers, killed some goblins, flipped his Delvers, uh, and then made an attack that left him dead on the crackback that was on board. Whoops. So that was a little <laughs> anticlimactic after he managed to claw his way back into a game he had no business That's crazy. ever winning. That's ridiculous. 
so i was a little let down by that one because i was like wow what a turnaround he might actually win this game he had a bolt in hand uh yeah yeah what a letdown oops <laughs> but anyways beyond uh, beyond those two we had uh noah walker everyone's favorite grixis delver player uh scg mainstay on grixis delver uh playing that bomat courier tech that we were seeing people sampling a little bit before the bannings uh bomat courier obviously not as good of a card in a format where everyone is playing one mana one twos but now that Deathrite Shaman is gone, uh, not only does Goblin Lackey get a lot better, so too does Bomat Courier. Um, so there's been a lot of talk about that card. Some people are saying Noah Walker is still going through the stages of grief. <laughs> <laughs> Chiefly among them, denial. <laughs> so uh, we'll see if this is a, a real thing. I, I suspect it's probably not bad and might even be correct. Um, but there's not enough data, and I'm obviously not a good enough player to make a... Uh, objective call at this point but i think it's interesting that the grixis is still around with uh this card advantage package in the form of omet courier yeah uh in fourth we see uh former grixis delver um turncoat bob wong playing sneak and show and we get to see him ape out a large number of people on camera with his deck i think he was basically undefeated until the uh the top eight <laughs> wow really um yeah he crushed it uh he was definitely his team was definitely a favorite to win the event um they yeah he was just murdering people all day with sneak and show uh it was pretty gross <laughs> he's playing the new uh show intel on a on a dude uh mm -hmm. It is uh, Arcane Artisan. This is a sideboard card, seeing as how many bolts are running around in the format. But it's a uh, three mana zero three creature, a human wizard, and it has pay three mana and tap. Target player draws a card, then exiles a card from their hand. If a creature card is exiled that way, they put a token that's a copy of that card into play. Uh, and when it leaves the battlefield, it exiles all tokens that were created with it at the beginning of the next end step. Interesting. Uh, so you can make yourself a token Gristle Brand, a token Emrakul yada yada it's uh it's more copies of your go spells which is uh a pretty good in some post board games also has the advantage of dodging a lot of the counter magic that people bring in against you like flusterstorm spell pierce um still gets got by pyroblast but uh it's a pretty good option for ducking some hate post board and mm -hmm. uh, it can repeatedly do the effect unlike a, a show and tell which is quite nice uh, that card seemed to overperform and has subsequently uh spiked a little bit in price so uh, we'll see where it goes from here. It's funny because uh, a lot then, of cards from that from that set are kind of seeing that like play and and legacy and kind of kind of spiking now. Mm -hmm, definitely, I and, feel like that tends to happen a lot with these supplemental sets, right? Like conspiracy and stuff. Uh, I don't think the cards are really designed with legacy in mind, mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of these cards that kind of end up being quite useful in uh, the constructed format. <clears throat> Lightning is what, or what? Brightling in the fifth Brightling. place deck, yeah. two copies in Death and Taxes. That's a thirty dollar card now. Yeah, uh, uh, thirty five. Don't, don't think it's uh, worth that price by a long shot, but no, uh, it is very high right now. Um, the card is pretty good. Uh, you used to have to pay what five for a morphling effect. Mm -hmm. uh, let me look over here. I've got one across the room from me in a frame. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, Brightling's a pretty solid card. Um, it lets you do things with your mana when you're doing uh, stuff with Vile. Um, mm -hmm. you know, now you have the ports and the wastelands and also Brightling to sink your mana into. And uh, mana sinks can be quite good in a Vile deck when uh, you are 
desirous of kind of pushing all your threats through the vial rather than uh, running them out into counter magic or um, wanting to have the option of you know perhaps holding up a, a Rashad and Port or something along those lines. So mm-hmm. Breitling's a pretty solid card. I think it'll stay in lists for a while. I don't know if it'll be uh, an auto-include, but it's definitely a good choice uh, in some of the games. So you can... You can go ahead and buff its power or its toughness, so it can uh, protect, but it will also attack. <laughs> yes, but not at the same time. Most importantly, it come back though. You Just can give you, it vigilance, so it can do both. You can uh, you can pay one mana to return it to its owner's hand. So uh, yeah, most importantly, it come back. It come back. <laughs> uh, what's really interesting, as like somebody who's played the deck and has a little bit of knowledge of how the deck works, is that Phyrexian Revoker is still on the main board. Yeah, man. Uh, I feel like insane. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong, but the amount of times that I've named that I've played Revoker and not named Deathrite Shaman is like once out of like 50, 60 games. I played like, a lot of Death and Taxes before Deathrite took over the format, and Revoker was still a really good choice back then. Uh, I'm just, I'm just not. Good. I just can't think of like much that you want to name main board. Like I'd rather just uh, be more aggressive main board. Chrome box, lion's eye diamond, sneak uh, attack, sneak attack aether vial ranger. in the mirror, perhaps crane ranger. Uh, used to be a good one to Molten choose. Molten vortex, uh, Jace the mind sculptor, also a, a p good one. Uh, pretty dead against Rugnilver unless you uh, name fetches. <laughs> it was not land. Well, you can't, you can't even you do that. Can, I think it's just dead. I think it's just dead against Rug, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it is a bad bear. <laughs> against Storm, is it good? Yeah, you can name their uh, their, their uh, LEDs and Blind Eye Diamonds and Chrome Boxes if they're on Tess. Or Lotus oh, Wait, doesn't it, doesn't it have to not be a mana ability, that too? That is uh, Pythian Needle. Pything needle. So right. Revoker can name mana abilities, but it cannot name lands. Yeah. Whereas needle Pithy is needle opposite. can name lands, but it cannot stop mana abilities. All right. Maybe maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I was bad at the deck. You do not want to needle <laughs> your opponent's uh, heritage druid. It is a legal card to name. Yeah, but you do not want to do so. <laughs> Much better to Revoker it, but you're going to lose anyways unless you draw a Gte, like yep. yesterday. Like it may also be not good enough. <laughs> like the turn you didn't play it. <laughs> um, but rounding out this top eight, we had a uh, a miracles deck, another sneak and show deck, and another rug deck. Uh, and there was a decent amount of uh, rug delver kind of around the top tables, um, which may speak to the power of the deck. Um, but also, I think it is a very favored deck among a lot of uh, competitive players on the SCG circuit. A lot of people used to play rug delver when it was the head honcho. And I think a lot of people are trying to recapture that former glory and try out their old pet deck. Um, so I'm curious to see where Rug Delver shakes out in the long term as far as its place among the pack. I've heard a lot of pretty knowledgeable people say it is probably going to be tier one, but not the best deck. Which I would believe going into how things are right now, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. I don't think yeah. it's the best deck or can be the best deck. Uh, so the one in the one in eighth plates looks like pretty standard with the only addition of like a braid. Um, it's a pretty unflexible deck list. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of locked in slots in Rug Delver, uh, yeah. but Rug Delver has a real hard time beating the card Gurmog Angler, and it has an even harder time beating the card Fatal Push sometimes. 
you used to get a lot of equity out of your goifs being almost impossible to kill, and uh, mm-hmm. now they die a lot easier than they used to, or they just get chunk blocked. Yeah. Baleful Strix also a card that didn't used to see a lot of play everywhere now. So um, that's a little scary. Blocks a goose dead. Lots of lots of lots of dead monkeys. Yeah, but hey, there's no more death rights, so it's better on that aspect. So let's move on to uh, standard, which I'll fly through because it's it's nothing that we haven't seen before, and it's nothing too exciting. There wasn't a, a deck that really stood out and said I'm different in any kind of way. Uh, we have in order from first to ninth is red black aggro, red black aggro, blue white control, red black aggro, Grixis midrange, blue white control, blue white gift, mono green aggro, mono red aggro. Um, so what I'm seeing here is that red aggro, red dot aggro, red dot x aggro is still really good, whether it's mono or other colored. So Jonathan Rossum on the blue-white control deck said he went 10-1 and one against red decks over the course of the tournament. Wow. <laughs> but is that like... I don't know if the, I don't know if that's like... In, it, does that just show that he's a good player with, with, uh, with the deck? That he's a good pilot with this deck or that he had enough practice with the deck? Or does that just mean he got lucky? I don't think it means he got lucky. I don't think you get lucky going 10-1 and one against a, 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 a macro archetype. So like, let's I mean, take a you look at tune the list to be good against aggro, right? Yeah. If you're expecting a lot of aggro, you can probably make some tweaks to your your deck to be favored there. I think it's yeah, pretty it safe like for your running... standard slot to try to run a, a a red a red slaying deck, and then the very few times you don't hit the red deck, your teammates can just win. <laughs> <laughs> I think you actually get pretty good equity on that plan. It seemed to work out pretty well for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, considering he played it what eleven times, yeah, <laughs> this is a fifteen round is... tournament, and then the two elim- one elimination round, I think they lost in the quarterfinals. It's Got... funny because his main board is is just like all into fairy play, and his sideboard has like creatures that he can play if he needs to. I think the standout creature is the walking bliss in the sideboard. I don't think I've seen that too often. Lyra Dawnbringer is a beating against yeah, red I, too. Against red, they just they just can't win. They actually can't win. Yeah. Um, I mean, besides that, what was the other exciting deck in this in this top eight? I'd say the blue white blue white gifts was, but I think the mid range deck, the Grixis mid range deck, is more exciting just because it's a newer deck. Sure. In terms I, of I can... like, it's playing Nicol Bolas. Yeah. This deck, if you look at this deck's mana base. By the way, it's four chain whirlers, <laughs> two gear hooks. Like they're they're playing Vraska's Contempt, which is black black on turn four. Whirler, which is triple red on turn three, like they want Chandra on four potentially with red but red the, as well, and they also want all three colors on turn four for Nicobolus. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's hot. This this deck's mana base is just like a very strained. Um, <laughs> it runs it runs one island, two mountain, one swamp. I believe and, I saw this uh, guy play against. I believe I saw this guy play against mono red. I think on camera, mm-hmm. I think is what it was. Mm-hmm. And he managed to chain Willer on three, and the commentators were just, like, baffled. <laughs> <laughs> was like... I'm trying to remember how he even did it. It was, like, Canyon Slew into, like, Sulphur Falls Summit, Falls. I think, or something along those lines. Yeah, it was... 
It was interesting. <laughs> it's okay. If you play enough Aether Hubs, you can play whatever cards you want. Hey, man. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think it's weird that he's only playing one Surge for Escanta with this uh, horrid mana base. I feel like I would very much want at least two so I could start digging a little harder. I think he's just really trying to interact on the early turns. Like, he's got these two Essence Scatters, a bunch of Harness Lightnings, and mm-hmm. a Braid Mask. I think he's just, like, trying to, like... He's playing four Glimpsy Siphoner. Like, I think he's really trying to stick, like, a proactive, uh, like, you know, Siphoner on turn two. Or, yeah. like, have an answer for his opponent's, like, Chain Whirler or something. <laughs> Did get to see a Glimpsy Siphoner get Chain Whirled, which felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, uh, let's take a look at... Oh, you know what? I did want to comment on uh, on the mono green list. Let me tell you guys. Speaking of mono green. Oh, man. Andrew Jessup. He's the uh, the younger Jessup brother, right? Or is he the older? I don't remember. I forget. Uh, the, they look very the four, similar. The four of Vine Mare in, in the sideboard. Oh, that card's a and, and the two Vivian Reed. Let me tell you, those cards are hot. Yeah, I heard Vimeir was like killing nerds all weekend. Oh yeah, when especially when uh, when it's just the the word hexproof is just like it has a history in this format to be just like backbreaking for other players, and like this this makes no exception. It's like uh, it has three powers, so it could be bolted if it didn't How? have hexproof. How bonkers is this against like a Grixis deck in modern? <laughs> I would assume it's pretty. I guess it gets good. countered, but like, I, Chris, how do you feel about Vine Mayor against Grixis in, in modern? <laughs> what does Grixis just, do against this? You just play it with the cavern. <laughs> yeah, horse. <laughs> you name horse. <laughs> cavern name horse. It's a Take five three. I mean, like, it can't be blocked by black creatures, so like they can't. And the snap just like dies. It's hexproof. It just it, this this card really just beats on a lot of decks, especially yeah. decks could, like leaning on Fatal Push. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> or any know, spot yeah. removal at or all. Or like any yeah any <laughs> leaning on any removal any like spot removal and no board wipes. Like how do you how I do you mean, beat this card this without thing, blocking? This thing just slapped down by Chain Whirler. So I guess you're not bringing another. Is, is this the new plan against the Uliana the Veil decks for Boggles? Just oh play the God. biggest Boggle. The biggest. Boggle. Yeah, uh, it still gets lilied though, right? Yeah, it still gets lilied. Yeah. Uh, so. It chain whirler doesn't uh, can kill it. Yeah, first strike man. Yeah. Um. So maybe it's not as great, but still, it's it's quite a beating against any deck relying on those uh, black mm-hmm. black sources. Three thrashing brontodontodontodons. Yeah, that's like. You know what I want to see? I'm ready what? for the the biggest dino. Oh, the, the what? Like the quad, the quad green or the five green? Makes your Galta real cheap. <laughs> it actually just by itself makes Galta two mana. Yeah. <laughs> what a follow up. Sure, it's a vanilla, but oh, good God, is play it big? This, play this big Dino for however much mana. Oh look, I have two mana left over. Play my Galta. Go. I like how the, this mono green deck still has to splash black for Scrappy Scrounger. <laughs> Hey, it's one of like the best recurring flirts in the format. They get to play like eight black sources basically for free. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Basically for free. 
And let's move on to Modern, where uh, Just Sky Control was was very prevalent. Yeah, man. It's because it's a sweet deck. Did you guys get Screw to watch Jessica. Let's talk about Banned Spirits. Oh, man. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about, too. Did you get to watch any of this coverage? Of, uh, I did not. He played against... So, Zan said uh, played against Jeskai twice in the top eight, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, man, they were some really good games of Magic. I really recommend searching them out and watching them. They're highly entertaining, nail-biting games. Really good play on both sides. Um just really good resource management um you get to see how fucking nutter butters moreland haunt is against control decks which chris got to find out <laughs> on friday i mean i just don't know how you lose if you can resolve a drug school captain captain uh and I like mean, it dies and like a and like a phantasmal image to back it up oh well you ref their board that's how but like, yeah. yeah, but I mean, not even because you then you just you have a, like a selfless spirit hanging out. I mean, yeah, but I mean they have to. That's three pieces. It's pretty hard to stick three sure. pieces against Just Guy. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just man, this deck is strong. It's a sweet deck. I was playing it before they printed Supreme Phantom, and I was kind of happy with it. It had some issues, but um, Supreme Supreme Phantom is pretty excellent. I definitely want to take uh, Zan's list and. And play it in an F and M sometime soon. I think, I think I the the one bird too. is interesting. I just need this the the that's uh that's what it's I was playing in mind. The too. fifth dork. <laughs> yeah, you just need another dork. You have so many three drops. Like really important three drops that you just really want to resolve on turn two if possible. Like turn two spell caller. P good. Yeah, P good. P good. Turn three collected company also P good. That's that's accurate. <laughs> um, like. Countering a spell with a spell color off a company is so obnoxious. Yeah. See, he had he had the opportunity to actually just fucking destroy his opponent if he like went balls deep on the like Coco in the face of a supreme verdict, and just like hope you hit the uh, <laughs> hope you hit the Queller, and he he didn't go for it, which was definitely the correct play, but I uh, he would have really won that game if he had pulled the trigger because he did hit the Queller. And he had a, a a beefy boy mausoleum wanderer to protect it from a uh, a removal spell, so uh, yeah, that was probably a heartbreaker when he ended turn company and, and flipped over the uh, the queller in his top saves. Linking uh, taking so uh, uh, sorry taking a a look at this list in a whole is um I'll just I'll just name them off in, in order and then I, I want to talk about this deck that I saw at the end here. Um, if from first to eighth in order is just guy control blue red gift storm black red hollow one bant spirits burn just guy control just guy control affinity oh man it's frank scaring taking a look at this affinity list um just want to point out the two welding jars in there yeah it's pretty sweet where's karn no karn no karn no room for Karn. Only glint, glint Nest Crane. Yeah, just the Singleton Glint Nest Crane. Uh, well, the only thing I found weird was the was the one island uh, when he's running three Galvanic Blast and only two other blue spells. Um, seems like Galvanic Blast is more important than either of the other two cards. But you just really want Spell Pierce out of the board. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I don't see a good reason. This 
to why the island is there, but regardless, I think this list is a uh, uh, very, very well built. Uh, high five to this guy. Um, I think that going into like this, looking at this top eight, that this is the right list to take. The glintness crane, obviously, just like the you know build your build the affinity list you want to build however you want to build it right to play to match your play style the the glintness crane is kind of like his his flex spot is the fourth overseer um but yeah this, this deck is just really well built just insanely uh tight the only uh, i think the only real question we'll call is torpor orb i'm not too sure what that wants to hit do you guys know torpor orb huh? probably good against humans seems really good against humans well, with Folly Tenets and all that kind of malarkey. I feel like you almost just... I, would, I mean, personally, I guess I would just want another Dispatch over a Torpor Orb. Because it comes in in other matchups rather than just having this one card dedicated for that matchup that you're already favorable for. Maybe he just doesn't play against a lot of humans. Personally. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Reclamation Sage anyway. is particularly embarrassing against Torpor Orb. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, anyways, I besides that and the, the Bant Spirits deck, I didn't see anything uh, amazing in the open. Let's move on to the classics. Very briefly. Classic. Uh, classics. In in legacy, uh, I'll just do the first four uh, to keep this short and sweet, so we don't delve too d deep into this. Um, top four for the classic was Eldrazi Post, Stone uh, Blue White Stone Blade, Teamer Delver, and Goblins. Goblins, yeah, buddy. goblins, man, that's pretty sweet. It's that's like a viable deck, right? I'm I'm not confusing uh... that with another bad creature deck. I mean, it is definitely a bad creature deck. You are correct. <laughs> but uh, it's viable, right? Goblins has been like the twin of Legacy in mm -hmm. that it used to be... Well, maybe not. I don't think Goblins is ever as good as twin was in, in, in Modern. But there has always been a vocal minority who believe the deck will rise again someday. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with with the banning of Death Rage Shaman, Goblins players are like ready to come out of the frickin' woodwork, man. Because this was the card they always pointed to when they were like, see, this is why Goblins is bad, because Lackey can't attack through DRS. Clearly the reason why the deck is bad. I exaggerate a little bit, but uh, there's definitely one of the most commonly mentioned reasons I heard for why Goblins was not viable. Hmm. I'm sure there were plenty of other factors at work, but uh, people are definitely excited to play Goblins again. Um, they don't have to worry about opposing death rates, and they've got uh, a new addition in Goblin Trash Master, which is yeah. kind of like a harmonic Trash sliver Master. for Goblins. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's also have it also has a sea chain commander in the list which is yeah. pretty sweet sea chain commander is a uh, a card that was already legal in goblins uh and was it, it yeah it was uh in onslaught oh uh, uh, yeah i didn't even know that it really is a reprint yeah everyone was super hyped because it was a reprint um it uh it's always been a top end option for the deck uh, making a lot of goblins is quite good 
and you, generally speaking, have a lot of goblins laying around to throw at stuff anyways, so you get a lot of value out of a siege gang. But at uh, 5 whole mana, he is a expensive boy, so uh, not too many copies. Now, if you're not familiar with goblins, I want to direct your attention to the sideboard and the three copies of Pyrokinesis and let you vomit in your mouth a little bit. If you've never they taken exile a red card rather than... Deal four damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures. Yeah. Oh red force of will. Pitch a red card, split four damage as you see fit amongst creatures. Pyrokinesis is pretty solid tempo play against any kind of creature deck that does not have big fat booties. <laughs> I also like the Alpine Moon on the sideboard. Yeah, the one Alpine Moon. You got a pair why, of the Blood Moons. <laughs> why is... I mean, yeah. I guess. So it's actually really How interesting else do you here, beat a twenty twenty? Is uh, goblins is uh, very frequently not actually a mono red deck. Um, mm -hmm. Goblins is actually very often a Boros or even a uh, Naya deck, uh, and the reasoning for that being um, ten street hooligan is a very common uh, choice in the deck to deal with opposing mm -hmm. artifacts. Uh, very hard to beat something like a GTA without a way to remove artifacts. Uh, Goblin Trashmaster has eased that requirement. Uh, you now have the option to play that instead. Cut the green. And uh, the white is something I'm very surprised to see cut because the white is how you play Sideboard Thalia. <laughs> well, they got the four copies of Thorn of Amethyst. Almost yep, they, the same thing. They decided they didn't want a, uh, a Thorn effect that attacks. Um, I'm not so sure about that one. Uh, obviously, it worked out pretty well for him. Uh, historically speaking, uh, most Goblin players have decided it is worth the white mana to play Thalia. Uh, mana bases and Legacy are pretty flexible, but uh, they went for uh, Thorn instead, and um, it obviously wasn't too terrible because he made top four. Or maybe he never subbed him in the whole day. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, let's move on to Standard, where we have... Uh, the top four mono green aggro, Grixis midrange, red black aggro, red black aggro. Again, nothing new. Mono green, uh, having having some some Vivian Reed in the deck, having some 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 sweet sweet Vine Mare this time in the main, main board. Deck. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, Vrasis Contempt is just like floating everywhere, right? Like this this just nullifies that worry it's pretty good against Vraska's contempt yeah and, and the decks that run Vraska's contempt usually have black creatures so it's it's like a no-brainer in my, my opinion interestingly enough uh they're still running the black splash for the uh scrappy screnders but they also have three copies of hour of glory in the sideboard um which is a slightly worse Vraska's contempt <laughs> it is but it does hit the the one thing you want to hit the most. Scarab Gods. Scarab Gods pretty good against the green deck, yeah. If yeah. you can live long enough to stabilize with it. That's yeah, a big I mean, if. Yeah, it's just like, I play Scarab God. I'm going to make a copy of your thing, except it's a 4-4. You know what so card? bigger than it. Dumpsters the Scarab God? What? <laughs> Vine Mayor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Oh, all your tokens are black, you say. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Huh. It's a real shame. Be a shame if someone were to slap you in the face for five every turn. Hmm. What you gonna <laughs> do about it? 
and then just chump with my elf every turn. Oh, you wanna you wanna make a four four elf? Yeah, go for it. That's fine. Yeah, he's black. <laughs> yeah, just wins uh, in combat against him too. If, if you're on defense, yeah, yeah it's yep. just p good. Uh, win. They trade. It's it they they trade, but do you really want to make that trade? Is that oh, a trade you're willing it to make? Can't be blocked. My apologies. It's not just straight up protection. Right. They have done away with that mechanic. I forgot. It's, it's yeah, I forgot. So so yeah, it, it attacks real good. Can't be no blocks. <laughs> it attack, but it does not protect. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, let's move on to the modern portion. Oh man, just no no more to talk about with standard, huh? You know, talk no, about that's, this. That's, that's really it. This significantly less ambitious Grixis deck. No Chain Whirlers here. <laughs> I would like to cast my spells on time, thank you. Uh, on yeah. time and without worry of uh, being stopped by by not by not having the proper mana. I think they subbed in also, Champion, Champion of Wits and Whirler Virtuoso. Yeah. yeah, so in my opinion, Champion of Wit is just a better card in this deck, in my opinion. But... I just like drawing cards, so maybe that's my problem. I mean, yeah, drawing cards is good. And that Whirler Virtuoso kind of, no, nah, I mean, it doesn't do anything near what uh, Chain Whirler does, but I don't know. just seems good. Especially, I feel like Whirler Virtuoso is one of those cards that Standard kind of just forgot about after after the energy banning. Well, it loses the head-to-head battle with Chain Whirler pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes tokens after after it's resolved. I feel like that's that's pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe I put too much stock into 1-1s. One ones. I mean, Flying 1-1s one ones are, one ones are pretty good. Got to, uh, got to see uh, someone get beat down. I think it was uh, Jonathan Rossum get beat down by a bunch of Thopters in one of his matches. It's a little bit awkward. They just take the game over, especially if you're running um, Harness Lightning and Aether Hubs. They're from a blue-white gifts deck, I believe, off of uh, Angel of Inventions. Oh, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Must be good. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, let's 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 move on to the modern, uh, where we see the top four being uh, green, white, hexproof. (laughs) <laughs> Grixis Death Shadow, Pure Steel Combo, and Eldrazi Tron. Ah, uh, the Boggly Boggly Boys are back. I always feel like I always feel like these uh, classics are kind of like the. Uh, there's n- it's not tier two right because there isn't like a real tier two in, in modern right now, um, but it's like. Are you implying that the classics are full of gotcha decks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absurd <laughs> I've never never seen such a thing Grixis Death Shadow let me guess are they running a copy of Team or Battle Rage in the main board oh look oh, they're running two, two. Um, Hexproof Dudes of course Pure Steel Combo yeah of course uh, Gotcha Deck and Eldrazi Tron did they get to uh, did they get to play their their thought knots here on turn four and then follow it up with a reality smasher every game? Probably. We got Chihoi Yem fighting the good fight in seventh place with blue white control. 
Yeah. <laughs> but even this guy's not immune to the bullshit because he's playing four main deck copies of Terminus. <laughs> which is also fucking bullshit. <laughs> oh, and a very the, and special the affinity, kind of bullshit. And the affinity, uh, the affinity list in sixth place is great affinity. Hardened scales affinity. Oh, this deck. This deck is, uh, <laughs> is a, a treat to play against. Yeah. Uh, so 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 yeah, it's like all these decks are just like get god decks. Like, oh look, I I have the thing. I did the thing. I win. They're all like, I played the main event with my modern deck, it didn't do well, so now I'm going to play this other event with my fun deck. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> or they played the fun deck in the main event and lost. Mm, and with the exception <laughs> of you, Mr. Scapeshift player, you played a boring deck in both, I bet. <laughs> What's cheap right now? Scapeshift, alright, let's do it. That deck is damn cheap online, holy crap. Oh yeah. It is. Man. It has gone down significantly. I could ape all over. Some Am people. I reading this right? Are there two colony gardens in the scapeshift list? Oh yeah. There better be two colony gardens in the scapeshift deck. <laughs> Can get some blocker. Since our Gotta promise, block, get man. some colony gardens. <laughs> Gotta put on them blocks. Uh, Four bloodbird. I, I just realized that because of Titan, I can build this deck for ten dollars. Ten dollars. No, that's a lie. Fetchlands fetch are, are still, are still a thing that I don't have. I don't. I, but in pay, online, they're only like five bucks. Oh, wow. You mean for a playset? For a playset. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Valica's spiked. Jeez. Well, Titan is literally a third of the cost of the deck online. <laughs> yeah. I guess more like a fourth, but still. Yeah, I sold three wooded foothills recently on Moto. Felt good. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty up too. Look at that weird anyways uh yeah this this uh this top four is 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 just a bunch of get god decks like ah i win you yeah. have an answer for me no okay bye it's modern welcome to modern um and that about wraps up that about wraps up the star city games amen gonna do a, a quick little look see poo over the uh, the legacy challenge Miracles seven zero, uh, Eldrazi Stompy, Four Color Leovold, Lands, Rug Delver, uh, Marfolk. It's six and one, uh, and then a uh, a Esper colored Stoneblade deck, uh, and that's that's it for the six and ones and uh, seven zero. But uh, there is a, a decent amount of Miracles, Stoneblade, and Death and Taxes floating around. There are a lot of people playing Path to Exile. In 5-2? Yeah, in 5-2 and 4-3, there's a bunch. Just in, across the entire placings on the event, there there's a lot of uh, Swords to Plowshares yeah. floating around. A lot of, lot of it. Um, so, uh, if you're trying to bring out the big boys, maybe think again. Where do you see this format going with this kind of information? I think Miracles is, like, one of the best decks in the format. Yet again. I think Storm is one of the best decks in the format. Um, and then from there, I'm really unsure. Okay. Do you think Rug Delver has a chance to get back on top, or do you think that Fatal Push has kind of made it unfavorable? I don't think it's made it unfavorable. There's not a ton of pushes around, potentially, either. But um, there could be, right? There could be. I think the Rug Delver's issues are not necessarily Fatal Push-related. 
Okay. So I think all the decks that were playing Fatal Push really relied on Death Rider on. So, so the big thing with Rug Delver is Rug Delver has always been like a razor thin margin deck, right? You're like always winning by the skin of your fucking teeth. Like, it's you're, you're like every single win, it feels like you're pulling out of your ass unless you cheese <laughs> someone out with Stifles and Wastelands. Those are your free wins. Those are your only free wins you really get, uh, which is good because you need them. Um, and as the format has gotten new good cards and people have been playing tighter, better deck lists, and just the format has gotten more scrutiny from you know deck lists being available on mtg goldfish all the time um just continued development of you know a relatively stable format in terms of like the top tier cards deck lists have gotten better um and card quality has gotten better and rug delvers already fairly slim margins have gotten a little bit slimmer um it's still a good deck but uh, i don't think it'll ever be the powerhouse that it was again that's, that's kind of my, my my hot take on the deck. That's Is unfortunate because I, I, I really I really like that deck. I really like Rick Delver too, but as, as uh, another podcast I was listening to pointed out, um, it is a miserable deck to play against. <laughs> I'm sure like, it is. Like everyone's complaining. There, there. Uh, this is you know this is from someone else, someone else's words, but I agree with them very strongly. So I'm going to pass them along. Everyone was complaining about Grixis Delver. Like, oh, I hate playing against Grixis Delver. This deck, blah 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 blah. Grixis Delver, awful, terrible. Let me tell you, you do not want to change out Grixis Delver for Rug Delver being the best deck in the format. If that's but what comes, because that's 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 what everybody was saying about about Teamer before about Rug before. Grixis. It was like, man, I hate playing against this deck. It's yeah. like the most annoying it's deck to play against. Super obnoxious to play against, which yeah. is why it's so fun. <laughs> I'm gonna fetch. No, you're not. Because those razor thin <laughs> margins that you're struggling to meet also feel like you're constantly getting got on the other side. Yeah. Like you just. I'm gonna. You, you I'm just, gonna wasteland you. No, you're not. You feel like literally every time you crack a fetch land, they just have the stifle. <laughs> and literally every time you keep a risky one lander, they have the wasteland in days. Like they just get you every single time. It feels like, and it's awful, and it's sweet when you're playing the deck. <laughs> yeah, big fan. Big add, fan. add in the fact that Nimble Mongoose does not die to Swords to Plowshares, Fatal Push, or Lightning Bolt. You can have a recipe for really fucking annoying deck sometimes <laughs> but it does get terminus real good oh yeah real good real yeah. good the uh, miracles matchup used to basically revolve around sticking a mongoose and then uh making sure terminus did not resolve stifle can stifle the miracle trigger it can the more oh. you know <laughs> uh anyways let's uh, just a quick shout out to uh, the next event coming up is GP Sacramento. Um, remember, even though the format that it is uh, sucks, um, you can go and play side events. Are you uh, are you purred happily from the uh, Parks and Rec? Yeah, <laughs> basically. And my take on this is, it's terrible. It's awful. It's a hot <laughs> pile of garbage. Back to you. <laughs> Um, anyways, let's move on to our slot of the week where we tell you what card we are totally hyped to put in our 75. Chris, let's start with you. Well, if I have learned anything, um, I'm clearly not allowed to be on this side of the Blood Moons. So the only reasonable thing is to go back on the other side where I get completely annihilated by Blood Moon instead and play my good friend 
Primeval Titan. Listen, if we embargo affinity cards, can we embargo anything related to Primeval Titan for a while? <laughs> yeah, motion is passed. Seconded and passed. <laughs> Gavel slam. Get out of here with your Primeval Titans. <laughs> I think the, the most feedback I've heard from listeners about the cast is that Chris talks about Primeval Titan too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Primeval Titan they have a problem with it's more of Amulet of Vigor that they're I- irritated with uh, hearing mm. <laughs> I guess it's all kind of the same thing it's the same card <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but when I play other decks like Mono Green with Primeval Titan they don't like that either <laughs> it's almost like nobody likes what I play or nobody likes Primeval Titan I mean this week you didn't even like what you played <laughs> that's true <laughs> But that's because the deck was terrible. Hmm. Even though God. somebody else is crushing with it. I I had to, like, kick Burst Lightning to kill a Restoration Angel. Yee. An opponent just, like, let it happen because he had a Geist and didn't <laughs> even care. My Geist ain't dying. I don't <sighs> even care. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Your control deck shouldn't be losing to Fatal Push. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Sucks to suck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> then, uh, so what's yours thought of the week, then, Stephen? Hmm? Uh, welding jar, uh, perhaps? Thought, thought cast? No, remember? No, 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 no. Remember? Dark spring leaf drum. No, no. That's uh, champion. Cranial plating. No. Oh, spicier sweat. Oh, Shaper Sanctuary. Ah, oh, that's already been. That's already been. Your <laughs> I've literally said all of those cards before, haven't I? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, running got, out uh, of cards. We got uh, uh, hmm, Steel Overseer. <laughs> yeah, I've already said all those cards. My Basic Island. Have you said that one yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. Ooh, that'll be my next affinity one. Perfect. That's a good slot of the week. <laughs> uh, this week, uh, I'm totally hyped to play with Banefire. Um, I feel like that's re- going to be really good in standard. Um, it's currently sold out on Star City Games. It's currently sold really? out at like local local card shops. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like if you could just stall the game until you hit twenty lands in standard, which is pretty easy, and then you just cast Banefire. Like you, you just you just ramp right. You just like you can get to twenty lands by like turn six seven. As long as you're ramping each turn, with like a combination of the of the dinosaur that lets you play two lands a turn, and the the lizard that lets you play lands out of your graveyard with uh, three mana, go put lands into play with our uh, hour of promise, letting you play two put letting you put two lands into play. It's just like a combination of all that. You'll get to twenty lands pretty quickly. Let me put some perspective here for are you. We, are we While also simultaneously <laughs> mentioning Amulet. <laughs> the deck that is trying to put a Primeval Titan into play on turn 3. And plays 28 lands in the deck. Does not put 20 lands or 20 mana in play by turn 6. Yeah, you high? Alright, fine. Turn turn 10. Turn no. whatever. No! no never! Never okay. ever. Yeah, if you're playing, okay. Let me let me break it down. Let you know the last down. time that I've played Brain Banefire, 
It was in a kitchen table uh, power level deck. What I believe was kitchen table power level. So it was the Defender's deck, right? With your four Axbane Guardians, your four Overgrown Battlements or whatever. And then you just make a bunch of mana, right? And then you Genesis Wave for your like entire library. More or less, right? And you flip over your, your whole deck. And, and you get a bunch of more walls, right? A bunch, bunch of more walls and make more mana. And then you have some creature that gives them all haste, like uh, Hellraiser Goblin, I think it's called. <laughs> also known as Upvote Goblin. <laughs> you look at the artwork. And and you also hit a Banefire. But because Banefire is not a permanent, it goes in the graveyard. But it's okay, because you also have an Eternal Witness in your deck. Bam, get back your Banefire. Bam, all your walls tap for mana because you have haste. Bam, Banefire on for a million. Now that's a Banefire deck. Could it make 20 mana on turn 6, though? Um, Probably. <laughs> So so in you found turn, your deck, Steven. So on, on turn t- so turn one, elf turn two, uh, you know one mana uh, three mana, uh, go get a land right. Uh, on turn four, you get to play hour, go get two lands. On turn, what's that? Turn four, you get to go get two more lands and play another elf. Maybe I don't know. And then you stop there because you're dead. Are you? <laughs> Hour gives you hour gives you two two zombies every time you cast it. You have two deserts in play already, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if you search for two deserts, it doesn't work, right? Yeah, so you have to have a desert in play already. Yeah. <laughs> How are Whatever. you curving out all the deserts coming to play tapped? Right, like no, hash heap, not hash heap. Uh, like the cycle one comes to play tapped, right? Yeah, you don't play. Are you playing ones, actual just... actual desert? You play, you play Hashup Sun Scorched to Desert. Hashup Oasis and Ipnu Revelit. Ipnu Revelit. Ipnu. Just because it's a desert. Ipnu Listen, I don't need you guys. I don't need you guys bashing on my card of the week. All right, we're not Screw bashing. We're just offering a, a a healthy dose of reality. <laughs> I've already done it. I've already done it. That's why. That's why I said it because I've done it. Online, it's super you, easy. You've been fired your opponent for twenty on turn six. All right, it was like turn like ten. Sure, I over exaggerated <laughs> turn six. Let's well, well, I can I can agree with that, but like turn ten, Banefire for twenty, no problem. No problem. Heard it here, folks. Heard it here. Meta solved. Done. Well, Banefire. What about you, John? Is, Banefire is also very high on my list because it saved me from having to watch another god awful fucking match of standard in the finals. Banefire right to the kisser uh, took it down released us from purgatory so we could watch a better format and not have to suffer through that god awful mirror any longer so Banefire is uh, in my heart uh, a solid pick of the week even if you can't cast it on turn 6 for 20 (laughs) (sighs) see now I'm just gonna grind on moto until it happens and then send you a screenshot and just be like ha yeah okay when you do that in standard let me know but uh my solid week is you the listener because i'm gonna be out of town this weekend i'm gonna miss gp sack i'm gonna miss fnm i'm gonna be up in the uh cold cold depths of alaska in the middle of nowhere freezing my butt off uh which i will greatly appreciate because it is hot as balls here in sacramento uh but you the listener are my solid week go forth have fun at the gp i know a lot of you guys are in the sacramento area please play side events don't play that awful main event and uh, crush it. Yeah, and feel free to say hi to Chris if you see him. 
<laughs> if you know what I look like. He'll be in the side events getting really salty as he loses. Just find amulet. the guy playing amulet. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was that another amulet reference? My apologies. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish, but... <laughs> Primeval Anyways. Titan was the greatest of all time. Another uh, good reason why Commander is a terrible format, because... Uh, it's banned. Primeval Titan is not allowed. <laughs> Although, apparently, it's allowed in uh, 1v1 online, Commander. Yeah. Aren't you Can't glad, figure out that one. Aren't you glad you have a Moto account now? <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Anyways, thank you very much for checking us out and sticking around to the very end. If you're wondering where you can find more content, you can head over to mtgconflicts.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under the same name, MTG Conflicts, one word. And if you have any suggestions or comments you'd like us to read, please feel free to shoot us a message on one of those platforms. Again, we really do appreciate you sticking around to the very end, and we hope you'll join us in the next one. Later. Later.